Hey there, welcome to Matamo, a podcast where we explore with you and our guests travel topics that push the boundaries in celebration of the human experience. I'm your co-host, Bob Spurl, here in Chicago, alongside my co-host, Greg Traverso, out in Stockton, California. Great to see hey, you, as always, Greg. You, yeah. <laughs> I mean, virtual, I guess, but, you know, we're... Close. Yeah, you know, this is uh, you got Zoom. your nice screen with the, with the ocean in the background, right. and I got my party <laughs> scene. So, <laughs> you know, we're we're ready, we're ready to go somewhere, right? Aren't we all? Um, I just wanted to let everybody know that we love. Thank you to all those that have already done this. We love five star reviews for our podcast. It helps us get found. It helps bring the joy of travel to so many people, and you know, God knows we 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 all kind of want that in and really feel that. So again, um, give us those reviews. It helps us get heard and, and inspire more people to, to, to feel that spirit of, of adventure and journey once again. So today, Greg, we're going to talk about animals. It's something that when I think about a safari, I think about all the really amazing creatures that uh, species, uh, big and small that, I, that, that I'll be able to see. And, you know, you're not in a confined, they're not in a confined zoo, but they're actually in their, their habitat. And so I would love to kind of pick your brain on today's episode and talk about a few moments that, that you really remember when being on safari and leading it, uh, where you, you, um, you came across an animal or the group came across it and, and what it meant to them. So maybe, maybe let's, let's start there today. Oh, Sure. Uh, thanks, Bob. Thank, and it's good to see you. And always fun to explore topics and push some boundaries. And certainly being on safari pushes <laughs> boundaries of, uh, you know, our, our own experience and, you know, nature. And, and uh, yeah, so there's so much to so many memories and obviously having gone on, on safari uh, many times and, and every every group every day is different and every place. And I, I, I have you know some things that uh, stand out. Uh, one of them is uh, Nagorogoro Crater in Tanzania, mm. and that's a. It's it's one of the large. It is the largest collapsed uh, caldera. You know, collapsed volcano. At one time, they say Nagorogoro uh, may well have been bigger than Kilimanjaro. So you, wow. can, you know, this is a massive uh, volcano. Wow. The the crater floor is about 1,900 feet from the crater rim. So uh, when you're staying at a lodge, camping up on top of the rim, you're looking down into this this volcano, and you see, you know, these specks like little ants, and of course they're they're animals, and you realize, uh-huh. you know, from that perspective, like uh, how awesome, you know, to get down on that floor and see them up close. How, how like wide is the 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 crater, Greg? It's two thousand foot deep, but how wide is it? Pretty big. I mean, what's the? That's a hundred square miles. Wow. Uh, yeah. So you know, thirty thousand mammals, large mammals, live down there. From my goodness, you know, elephant to lion to Cape buffalo. You know, the big five to antelope to you know uh-huh. monkeys in the trees, and you know, there's there's different. Ecological regions within Nagorogoro. You have your your ravine forest. Uh, you have you know kind of your savanna grassland, which is the greatest expanse yeah. of it. You have your soda lakes with your flamingos and and this is all within and, one one crater. Yeah. So if you wanted to go to one place to see, you know, kind of pretty much not everything, but you're going to see the the majority of 
of the animals that, you know, are usually high on people's list, you know. So I've never seen a leopard. That, you, um, so you, seen just about wow. everything else. So you're there, Greg, and this, you're setting a seed for us. You're here in Tanzania, in Gora Gora. Um, and what happens next? Well, you know, many trips there. Um, I like the idea, and I always uh, make sure that this happens on the tours, is, is that that people get up and we're able to be one of the first, if not the first vehicle inside the park during the early morning. Cause the, the light is so you know beautiful, but not only that, the animals are most active there. Um, like your cat at home, you know, in, in the early morning, they're very active in at dust. That's when they hunt. That's when the animals are grazing. This is when, you know, it's they're out of the sun and they're most active. So to get up early and to be in, put yourself in that position uh, to see and maximize your time there is always important. So these animals are like following the, every time I read like a, like a self-help guide, it's always like, get up early, be productive in the morning. It's like these animals, yeah. they, they know it, right? They're, they're following Inc. Magazine, an entrepreneur. <laughs> Anyways, they know it, man. <laughs> they're going to get up early to uh, survive and to, to eat. Get all their work and, done. Uh, have, have breakfast of some sort uh, nice. and you know to take advantage of the the coolness of the day that's also important for them so you had to told maximize. me you had told me about a trip and that uh, so this is the morning time you're on safari early with the group and you come across you come across something um pretty i mean intense i guess right i mean t- tell tell me more about this story you mentioned this earlier to me uh, the ones with the the lions and the Cape Buffalo. That's right. um, that's a uh, it's an interesting morning. We we were there very early. Right? We were the first vehicle in the park, and uh, we followed you know our instincts on where best to go. And mm-hmm. you know, the guide guide they know they know the the best spots. And we got lucky. We saw these. Uh, what ended up being six lions. At first, you see one, and you wonder, are there more? And they were far away. And it's a beautiful sight looking at animals from far away. You always want to see them up close, not too close, but um, we all of a sudden realized there were uh, six lions coming our way. So we turned off the safari vehicle. Uh, it's perfectly quiet. Why do you turn it off? Is that for for the animals, Greg? Or what? Uh, why, why, why is it turned off? Yeah, you know, it's nature. So you want to be quiet. Yeah. You also want to take good photographs. And when the, when the cars, when the vehicle's rattling, um, you know, it, it throws off the camera. Um, so, and you want stillness and, you know, that's, that's nature. And you want to be as much a part of that as you can and, and, and listen to the sound. So not only with your eyes, but you're, you're listening, you're, you know, you're anticipating, looking at which way the wind's blowing, you know, wondering what animals are, are, you know, downwind from, from them. And, uh, why are they moving in that direction? What are they, what's their reason? What are they looking for? It's early morning. So, you know, they're hunting. Mm. Um, yeah. Sense. So they, yeah, they yeah. come up to us actually after a while and they were surrounding us. One actually uh, kind of got on the back on the bumper and it was looking like it might even jump at it, uh, you know, up, we had an open top. So we were all kind of down on our seats and, Whoa. Uh, you get those oh exhilarating gosh. adrenaline filled moments and you laugh, but you're like, ah, I'm not going to be laughing if he jumps in here, but, right. they <laughs> but they're curious. The, the younger ones are curious. And this was a, yeah. 
a, a lioness with her five adolescent uh, cubs that were fully grown or close to it. Yeah. So, okay. So, so yeah, so you're there, the group is sort of bent down a um, little bit, ex- a combination of exhilarated and probably a, a little bit. I mean, I would be a little bit nervous. I know. Um, but yeah, what, what happens next then, Greg? Well, we had also been watching kind of at the same time, this from a far distance, it looked like at first very, you know, just a, a few massive animals coming our way. And, and they were obviously Cape Buffalo, which is, you know, a massive, you know, animal, very, very f- much feared. Uh, we don't hunt obviously, but they, they're known to kill more hunters than any other animal they're they're um, extremely fast they can run up to 50 55 miles an hour uh, they kill lions uh, they're they're aggressive they don't even mock charge they just they just come at you you know so Whoa. you could be in a position where this has happened to me actually where you're you see them and you think okay I'm far enough away and the guy will say hey look they could they could reach you in in no time you need to come back in the vehicle you know like on a walking safari what do they call me um, what kind of buffalo? Cape Buffalo. Okay. There's four kinds. There's, there's four kinds of Buffalo. Uh, obviously in, you yeah. know, in, in Asia, they're the water Buffalo, yeah, which are domesticated, uh, very much domesticated used for plowing and so forth. But in Africa, these beasts are as wild and undomesticated as they come. Whoa. I'm looking at the horns here online. The, yeah. Intense. They're kind of, yeah, the horns are fused together. Yeah. Um, and amazing. They're there and they are, um, you know, they can be up to five and a half, they're about, you know, five and a half feet tall by up to 11 feet long. And, you know, yeah, so eight to 11 feet long. They're you know, hurt, obviously the grazers, but they drink water every day, you know. Um, so they're always in search of, of the grazing and then and the water. And so they're on the move and you often see them, or sometimes you see them in herds like this one, which was. I don't know, around 750 to 1,000 animals kind of coming our way from something like a mile away. So this was a long period of time. We we were with in this scene for probably at least a couple hours total, you know. And one might think, okay, let's we saw the lions, we see the buffalo, let's move on. But the experienced guides uh, know, okay, something's happening here. This is, you know, something's going to go down. And so, and, certain, yeah. So enough. We, we waited, and yeah, that kind of patience always pays off. Okay. It's like like life, right? You, when you're patient, it's a it's a virtue that can serve you well. And, and on safari, probably the best animal sightings and scenes that I've ever seen have have been uh, because of patience and and not rushing to the next uh, scene. Yeah. Got it. So, so you're, you're, you're kind of, you're there, you're patient. Um, is there, you know, there's a confrontation, Greg, or. Well, over time, yeah, there was, you know, so the, these lions, the, the buffaloes are coming towards us. The lions mm-hmm. are going towards them. Okay. They're quite far away. We're using binoculars. Uh, you could see them with the naked eye. But and by the way, this is not the Buffalo Bills and the Detroit Lions. This is the actual buffaloes and lions. 
Yeah, yeah, sure is. <laughs> and uh, and we're waiting, <laughs> we're waiting for uh, and, and yeah, and so we're we're kind of um, you know just patiently waiting, enjoying the scene, and you know the cool morning air, so forth. And then the lions disappear. The buffaloes keep coming their way, and um, of the, of the somewhere between five and a hundred and a thousand buffalo, kind of almost in a single file line, kind of are starting to pass by, you know. And and the tail end of that uh, group, uh, all of a sudden, the lions appear, and they come surrounding the buffalo, looking for the younger ones, the weaker ones, so forth, as they do. And we see them, you know jumping on the back of the buffalo and trying to take one down. Um, they, they actually try to get the tendon of the leg to try to weaken it to pull it down. They have to get lucky to do that. And these these animals are not to be messed with. Like I said, they can kill lion. And through this few minutes of time, they were unsuccessful. And actually of the six lions, only five got up. And eventually only five left the scene following the herd. Um, and we don't know what happened to the sixth one. So it was, yeah, it was, you know, a couple hour experience at just one, one time of many, but it was something notable that I remember, uh, it's a quite, the quite the morning and, um, yeah. So with, with, uh, with the folks in the group, Greg, you mentioned, uh, some of the reactions when, you know, when the scene was started, um, kind of in the, in the, um, in the vehicle, but uh, how does that impact someone's safari what they're kind of seeing the circle of life and nature? Um, kind of talk about that because, you know, people listening might, you know, kind of be mesmerized and think about they want to take their own safari, but you know, how, what's the reaction to people seeing these moments with nature, you know, moments with, uh, with, you know, creatures sort of battling and, and, and hunting, right. You know, Right. You know, there's one thing looking on it at, on TV, mm-hmm. but when you see it in person, you get, you hear and smell and, you know, feel, see things, uh, you know, in nature and, and anybody that's spent any time out in nature knows just, there's nothing like being out in it. This is just another form of it. Yeah. But to see something so, um, you know, natural, uh, almost primordial kind of the existence of, that's been happening long before, you know, uh, modern humans uh, have uh, have done all the things that we've done, but this has been going on forever. And, you know, in this place being kind of, in this place in particular being, you know, kind of self-sufficient, uh, it, it's not a mig- migratory, actually some of the animals do migrate, but um, the elephants do. But in general, you know, they, it's permanent. It's like a eighth wonder of the world. Uh, so how people uh, react to that is, you know, I've seen all kinds of things, you know, uh, later that day, we actually saw a lion kill. And uh, I know that, you know, the, you know, I know the women in the car were all crying. And I know the guys were, we were all silent. It's very humbling, uh, you know, to see and hear and kind of be part of, of or not part of it, but seeing that and, uh, yeah, and oftentimes, or more often than not, the animals get away. So you're you're kind of rooting for the animals sometimes, but <laughs> uh, but you know it's it, you know that's a human 
anthropomorphic kind of view of it in, in yeah. general. They don't care about us. They care that we are uh, don't get in their way and you try not to. And so there's, there is emotion involved and, but there's just, it's exhilaration. You, you're how you see scenes and you, you know, you look, we're, we're, you know, creatures of, uh, you know, uh, of, you know, we want to explore, we want to chalk things up to have seen in our lives. So it's a story and I love, you know, stories obviously. So it's uh, people love in to, to your point, because I hadn't really thought about that. You know, one of the great things is you come back from the safari and you talk about it um, at the, around the campfire over beers, you know, sitting around at dinner table and even the next day. So your, 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 your world on safari is full of stories because, you know, if you're a bigger group, you might be in see different scenes, you know, one vehicle's over this way, another vehicle goes that way. And you, you share stories and, you know, you're happy for other people who got to see something you didn't and you get to share what you've seen. And uh, I think a lot of it's about the story when it comes yeah. down to people. I hadn't really thought about it quite like that with the animals, but um, and we've had all and the things you never expect, like at the lodges, that's some of the funnest, <laughs> fun, the funnest stories that people tell my kids tell these stories. They got all kinds of them, but like how, you know, a baboon comes in the room because you left your window open or we should you know, monkey spills a banana out of your backpack. Be- um, that's awesome. We, we should, we should pick, we should do that for a podcast. Greg. I would love to talk about the, <laughs> the animal sightings in lodging. You're never fully, never fully alone. And that's probably, probably makes the trip even more memorable. Um, wow. So Greg, this is great. I, I think, um, you know, my takeaway here is, you know, if you go on a safari with Matamo or, or anywhere, you know, anywhere in, in, in the places that we go in East Africa, you're going to experience some pretty life-changing um, moments in, in nature. You know, it just that's, it's the circle of life, right? Um, not, not to quote Lion King, but right. You know, it's what it is, right. Yeah. Circle of life. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that's really cool. Um, so those of you listening, again, we appreciate our audience and, and one final, one final ask. If you're, if you listen, you're liking what you hear. Give us a, a nice five-star review. It takes a couple seconds on Apple Podcast. That's the kind of stuff that helps us get heard and 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 further further um, shared across across networks. So we really appreciate it to all of you that have done that already. And keep listening. We're going to keep bringing the momentum, bringing the energy, bringing the stories. And we we uh, love to be with you every week. So until next week, everybody, have a great rest of your week, and we'll uh, we'll be with you soon. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.